G'day. I'm going to ask you to turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to read from verse 26. Just a few verses there, but I wanted to speak on the subject of fruitfulness and what I call, what others call the law of the harvest, fruitfulness. Before we read Genesis chapter 1 from verse 26, I want to just remind us that each one of us, every last one of us, was designed by God and created to be fruitful. God wants us to be fruitful. He created us, He designed us, that we might bear fruit, much fruit, more fruit, and fruit that lasts. And we read here in Genesis chapter 1 from verse 26, when in the creation account, it says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So, God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him. Male and female, he created them. Now listen to this, it says, God blessed them, and said to them, Be fruitful, and increase in numbers. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, <clears throat> I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air and all the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has breath, the, the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food, and it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. God has given to every last one of us, anywhere that we live in the whole face of the earth, he's given us a field, a field that we call life. I have a field, the life of Dudley. And God's given us that field for us to sow seed and as a result of the sowing of seed to be able to actually be fruitful. God wants us to be fruitful. He did, ordained us to be fruitful. He helps us to be fruitful. And so 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 says, uh, Paul speaks about this, talking about the field of his life, that the field God has given or assigned to us, a field that reaches even to you. And then he says in verse 15, and our, our field of, of activity will greatly expand. So God, Paul's really saying God's given us a field, he's assigned us a place, he's given us what we need, and we want that uh, field to be fruitful, and we want it to become more fruitful and to grow, and as it grows, that our field of activity can be enlarged as well. So I want to just start by saying this. Every thought, every attitude, every word, every action, every response and every reaction is producing fruit. Every thought, whether they're good or bad, is producing fruit. If we, uh, we have good thoughts, we're producing good fruit. Bad thoughts, bad fruit. Every thought, every word, every word we speak is us sowing. We're sowing seed into a field 
And one day we'll reap the harvest of what we say. Every act, everything we do or don't do, we'll one day reap a harvest. So to be doing the right things is to get the right harvest, a good harvest. And if we're doing the right thing a lot, we're not earning our salvation here. Our salvation is secure in Christ. Everything was done for us, for us to go to heaven. That's assured. We're talking about now fruitfulness that pleases God, that serves the purposes of God. So every attitude, every response, every reaction is producing fruit. Here's the thing, though, that all, every bit of fruit that we can ever reap starts with sowing, and the sowing starts in our hearts. I just want to uh, read a little verse in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, where Jesus said, Out of the overflow, or out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Fruitfulness is as a direct result of whatever controls our minds, our thoughts. And you can read a little more about that in, Acts chapter, in Matthew chapter 15 and verse 19, if you'll just take the time, and I hope you do. Just read God's Word. Luke puts it in this way in Luke chapter 6, verses 43 through to verse 45. He says, No good tree brings bad fruit, or bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. The good man brings good fruit, or good things, out of the good stored up in his heart. So it's the heart. And he says the evil man brings evil thought things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And that's why the book of Proverbs and the fourth chapter, verse 23, tells us, above all else, guard your heart. Guard your heart. It's so important because out of it flow all the issues of life. So whatever we're going to sow basically starts in our minds. So we need to be sowing good seed into our own hearts, into our own thought lives. And the good seed starts, the best good seed to sow into your heart is the Word of God. Not to be sowing the seeds of what the world's telling us all day, that the TV is blasting us with the bad news, all the fear that it's causing and creating. It's to be Grounded in the Word of God, sowing good seed into your heart. And the more you sow into your heart of the good seed of the Word of God, which Jesus tells us in the parable of the, uh, the sower and the seed, He says that the seed is the Word of God. You read it for yourself. The, the seed is the Word of God. So, in Psalm 107, verse 37 and 38, it says this, They sowed seed fields and planted vineyards that yielded a fruit, a fruitful harvest. Their numbers increased, and, did not, and, and, and he did not let their herds diminish. Jesus often spoke about sowing and, uh, and reaping a harvest. He, uh, he said in John chapter 4, verse 34 and 35, he said, one so uh, verses 35, sorry, through to verse 38, he says, one sows, another plants. In Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 6 through to 9, that one plants, another uh, waters, but it's God that gives the increase. So it's as we sow, 
God gives the increase. So as we sow into his, our, the word of God into our hearts, it's God who gives the increase. It's God that works in there. And if God's got nothing in the, there's no seed in our hearts, then what's God got to work on? He can't give an increase. Galatians 6 verse 9 says this, Let us not lose heart in doing good or sowing, because doing good is sowing. Doing bad is sowing. But he says, Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verses 10 and 11 he says, Yes, for your sake it was written because the plowman ought to plow in hope. See, we need to expect. And the thresher to thresh in hope of sharing the crop, the harvest. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse, uh, verses 10 and 11, Paul writes by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and tells us, this is what it says, Now he, speaking of God, who supplied seed for the sower and bread for, the food, for food, will also supply and increase your store of seed. So as you sow the seed of God, the Word of God into your heart, and as you speak the Word of God out in your situations and circumstances, and as you live that out, you are receiving seed and sowing seed that God gives. And the more you do that, the more seed God's back, God gets back to you. So let me read that little part again. Now he who supplies seed to the sower, and then listen, bread for food. So when God gives you blessings, provides for you, gives you seed in all the different areas that I want to talk about in this session and, and possibly, if not in this session, the next little session, I want to keep these sessions short. But as God supplies seed, don't use the seed as food because God says, if you, I'll give you seed, you sow it, and then I'll also supply bread, that which is for your own needs. So again, now he who supplied seed for the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge your harvest or the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that, I love that, God says I'll make you rich in every way, Why? so that you can be generous on every occasion. So, we need to get this now. This is what I'm trying to say. You've got a field of life. And God says, I want you to become conduit. I want you to be so that I can put stuff into you that goes through you, that you don't just store for yourself. You don't just become greedy. But you sow it out and touch the world. Because that's what God's desire is for all of our lives. That we'll have a rich harvest of people coming to Christ. A rich harvest of all God's blessings. So God wants us to be conduit through which He can reach people. Now, what is the good seed? Well, I've started off by saying it's the Word of God. To the extent that we sow good seed into our hearts, to that extent can we sow good seed into the world. So God's Word is good seed. You can read that in Luke chapter 8, when he says, good seed. Then he talks about the heart, um, that that seed needs to get into the heart. Read, read, read that in Luke chapter 8, that parable of the sower and the seed. And also in 1 Peter uh, chapter 1 verse 23, 
Yeah, Peter writes under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, and listen to this, imperishable seed, through which you were, which is, uh, which, through the living and enduring Word of God. So I want to attempt to answer five simple questions this morning, in this session, well not in this session, over the next two sessions, and they're simply these five questions that I hope will clear up a lot of this thing about sowing and reaping and understanding how important it is to fill our hearts with the right things. First of all, the question is, why, do, why should we sow? The second question I want to answer is, how should we sow? The third is, what should we sow? And I've touched that to some degree, but I want to enlarge on that. The fourth is, when to sow? And the fifth is, where to sow? So, five quick thoughts about the first question. Why should we sow? First of all, we should sow in order to produce fruit, fruitfulness. Otherwise, the alternative is barrenness. If you don't sow, you reap nothing. You sow, you reap what you sow. You sow a lot, you reap a lot. Sow a little, you only reap a little. So, to produce fruit, fruitfulness, we have to sow. Farmers know that. They've got a field. If they don't sow their seed, they don't reap. Can't stand there and look at it and say, what a wonderful field. Or I'm enjoying my field. You want fruitfulness. You want a harvest. You've got to sow seed. And so we've got to do that with the field of our lives. And remember this, please. Seed, the seed you sow is, a, is, is the harvest you reap. It, it, in, if you we touch this in Genesis chapter one, but elsewhere through right through the Bible, it's each after its own kind. Um, you can't sow apple seeds and expect to get pears. You sow apple seeds, you get uh, you get apples, not not other fruits. All right. So another reason is that everything ultimately belongs to God. So that's another reason why we should sow. As David said in 1 Chronicles 29, 14, when he was weighing up and, and talking back to God about how God had blessed him and his family, he says this, everything comes from you, that is God, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. So when we sow, we're only just really giving God what is God's anyway. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, Paul writes this again under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, for our benefits to... When he's talking about the judgment seat of Christ, he says, For we must all appear before that judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is, is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Another reason is because we're grateful to God. We love Him. So we want to sow. We want to please Him. Another reason is because God is the God of harvest. He's looking for and He expects fruitfulness from our lives. Fruitfulness is mentioned in 10 books and occurs 32, 32 times in the Bible. Fruitfulness. Be fruitful and multiply. And so we could see even John the Baptizer said that. Bring forth fruit worthy of, of repentance. So that's why we should sow. How should we sow? Not only what, what, why we should sow, but how we should sow. There's so many different ways that we should sow. I just want to give you a few of them. 
So with a generous heart. So with a generous heart. Give cheerfully. Give secretly. Give faithfully. Not under pressure. Make your giving and your sowing a top priority. Not when it's convenient, but it's a top priority. Give sacrificially. Give with patience, waiting for the harvest. And the farmer knows that. He's got to wait. doesn't just sow and he gets immediate harvest. It takes time. And, some, and we have to sow in righteousness and we'll reap a reward. So I'm going to have to finish the session off and I want to come back to um, how we sow in the next session. But bear this in mind. God has created you, designed you, designed us, all of us, to be fruitful. Go out and start sowing the right seed. Take your Bible now and say, right, God, let this Bible, let this scripture, by the Spirit of God empowering it, enriching it, let this be seed in my heart that changes me, that my thoughts change, that you will renew my mind by, the, by your, uh, you, the, your word, the transforming of our minds. I want to start to become a sow of the seed of God every time I open the Bible. I want to be found in the Word of God, trusting the Holy Spirit to enrich my life, make it real, and to understand that what you give me, I need also to sow out. So Father, in Jesus' name, will you help your children all over the world to start to become sowers in their own hearts so that they can sow out of the abundance of their heart, that the mouth may speak and all the actions and attitudes that come from our hearts, all the actions and reactions may be from the Word of God in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you.